My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. We're kind of at a crossroads right now. Last week, we spent Wednesday through Sunday eating and drinking everything in sight for Thanksgiving. And today, we're staring down the barrel of a gun that includes a month filled with holiday parties, eggnog, whiskey drinks, and more holiday parties. Once 2022 hits, we'll go through the same process we go through every single year. We consider doing dry January, even though it'll all crash into flames come that first weekend when the boredom gets to us. We'll make a bunch of health-driven New Year's resolutions that we hope no one remembers come February. But most of all, we'll put an unnecessary amount of stress on ourselves to be generally healthier than we have been at the beginning of the slog that is the holiday season. In a thinly veiled effort to get ahead of things, I thought this week would be the perfect time to dissect Whole Foods' top food trends of 2022. The good, the bad, and the healthy. These are several items identified by Whole Foods as being on the brink of popularity and probably things that we'll be buying all next year in hopes of undoing our weekends of pizza, dirty martinis, and blurry craft beer orders at last call. The first is something you've probably been already familiar with, ultra-urban farming, even if you're not familiar with that. Simply put, It's growing crops by using natural sunlight and 100% renewable electricity. Think of your butter lettuces, your mushrooms, and your normal garden herbs like basil. Is this kind of a big thing as a surprise to anybody? Well, not really given the current climate, but if you don't feel good about buying some Aero Farms micro broccoli or some Upward Farms organic microgreen mixes, then I'm not sure what to tell you. Next on the list, we have something called yuzu, which you've probably heard of as well. Something I'm largely unfamiliar with myself, yuzu is a citrus grown mainly in Japan, Korea, and China. And with a flavor that falls somewhere between lime, lemon, and grapefruit, yuzu is probably something a lot of us have seen on a label but don't actually know that much about. Whole Foods notes that it's been popping up in vinaigrettes, hard seltzers, mayos, and more, so it may be time to add some citrus flavors to your meal without actually eating the fruit itself. And in that same breath, they're also giving a nod to hibiscus being one of the main flavors we'll see all next year. I was recently told that drinking some hibiscus tea might help detoxify my liver during a vacation hangover that I had. And while I'm not sure that I can vouch for it actually helping, the amount of vitamin C that hibiscus contains is worth noting. From kombuchas to yogurts to seltzers, I think this is one of the main trends that I'm willing to get behind whether I'm hungover or not. And for all those dry January people out there that I just threw minor shade at, we've got some perfect deterrents for gaining, that are gaining some more popularity, non-alcoholic spirits. While I've always gone with some just ice water with lemon instead of ordering a mocktail, these are the things that are popping up for kind of honestly a few years now. They've even been making zero-proof alcohol so you can really lean into the mocktail game. And sprinkling in some seltzers with lavender and Earl Grey bitters, well, sober January just got a little easier for all of us. They're even producing zero-proof spirits infused with THC if you're trying to get a head change without a lingering hangover the next day. Additionally, sunflower seeds are making a comeback, but not for the reasons that you would think. While I've always been a huge fan of the pickled flavor sunflower seeds that I'd buy at Tiger's Games, we're not talking today about the ones you spit on the ground. Instead, Whole Foods explains the rise of them in everything from crackers to non-dairy milk to cream cheeses. Whole Foods is even releasing a pre-made PB&J containing their trademark sun butter with some jelly in it. It's So it's not actually a PB&J, but you get the gist. And while I've only tried sun butter once, I have to say it's pretty ample replacement for the GIF that's been sitting in my pantry since lockdown. But our next one is something I'd truly never heard of. Have you ever heard of Moringa? Yeah, me neither. 
It's a plant that goes by many names, the drumstick tree, the miracle tree, the ben oil tree, or the horseradish tree, but really it's just a tree that offers a lot. It's packed with a ton of nutrients, it grows quickly, and it's drought resistant, which means it actually might live up to that miracle tree moniker. So whether you're adding it as a powder to your morning smoothie or eating it in dessert in its dairy-free ice cream form, flex your Moringa muscles a little bit next time you see someone questioning what the hell it is in that aisle six. And finally, a spice that we're already pretty familiar with, turmeric. It's always been one of those spices that I see in the cupboard, but it's also a spice that I have no business adding to anything that it's directly called for. But even though I have no idea why we actually have it, I guess 2022 is the year that we need to start putting some more respect on its name. Dry granola, ice cream sandwiches, cereal, sauerkrauts, turmeric is about to be everywhere in Whole Foods whether you like it or not. So do I see myself filling my cart with all these rising trends come mid-January when I've fallen off the dry January bandwagon? Well, no, not really. But I will try anything if someone tells me that it cures a hangover, whether it's from Whole Foods or not. We get almost everything delivered to us these days. Why should coffee be any different? Let Trade bring the best coffee right to your front door. Trade's goal is to make every cup of coffee your best ever. The journey to the perfect cup starts with taking their coffee quiz. Use a French press, an automatic drip, maybe you're a cold brew person, no problem. Your answers will allow Trade to pair you with the perfect coffee to fit your taste. Trade will match you to coffees you'll love from over 400 craft coffee selections. And it will send you a freshly roasted bag as often as you'd like. Trade guarantees that you even love your first match. They guarantee it so much that on the off chance that you don't, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. You can even give feedback as you sip, so as your preferences evolve, your coffee matches will too. You can feel good about each cup since Trade partners with 55-plus small U.S.-based roasters who are committed to ethical and sustainable sourcing. I've been using Trade now for a while, and I have to say, as an AeroPress user, the coffee that they send is perfect for my process of making coffee, and it also just tastes really, really good. For our listeners out there right now, Trade is offering your first bag free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. To get yours, go to drinktrade.com scaries and use promo code scaries at checkout. Take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash scaries, promo code scaries in your first bag free and $5 off of your bundle. And this holiday season, give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too with their own personalized gift coffee subscription from Trade. Enjoy. The sun had gone down at what felt like about 2 p.m. that day. I sat at my desk wanting to be anywhere but, you know, my desk. It felt like every passing moment my phone would light up with another text messages. Where should we go tonight? Should we just keep drinking here? Tonight is the night. When I finally got home, all I remember doing is falling face first into my couch with a football game playing in the background and my work that day still intact. It was just bad. I quickly dozed off for what felt like the entire night. But instead, when I finally arose from a two hour nap, I had even more text messages urging me to join my friends in the fun. But instead of, instead of even really bothering to respond, I took myself up to bed and prepared for the last thing I wanted to do the next day, work again. It was the Friday after Thanksgiving and I had officially hit my low point. Working in retail for so many years will beat you down to the point where holidays don't seem to matter that much anymore to you. In fact, holidays become such a departure from something you want to celebrate that you actually dread when they come around. Every year between Christmas and New Year's Eve, I felt like I was burning the candle at both ends work all day, go out with friends until all hours of the morning, 
work all day, spend time with family, wash, rinse, repeat. Christmas break, a term that should be used lightly here, is really anything but. It's a nonstop marathon of people complaining, fires needing to get put out, and watching a clock that somehow can't move any slower. I told myself that very day, the day where I felt lower than I ever had felt at work, that I'd never work around the holidays again if I had anything to do about it. And that spring, I was offered a job that I couldn't turn down. Despite largely enjoying my job at the time, you know, except around the holidays, I was moving on to a creative world over the world of retail. I was free from the hellish retail holiday schedule that always brought me so much angst. Sometimes when I'm bored, I enjoy take, taking to the Sunday Scaries Instagram account to do some call and response stories. Most of the time, this is a low maintenance opportunity to interact with followers and listeners alike, and oftentimes I find myself enjoying the back and forth that the call and response commands. But over just over a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I asked some listener questions for the first episode of September, or December, I'm sorry. Several people had the same question for me. It went along the lines of, what's the best way to use your PTO over the holidays? Use it all between Christmas and New Year's or work and save it for another time. And based on the scar tissue I had that is yet to heal from my old holiday schedule, I hastily responded in the following manner. I said, I will die on the hill that there's no worse time to work than the week between Christmas and New Year's. It was a bold, definitive statement that I don't think, I didn't really think I would get much feedback on. But the next time I logged into the Sunday Scaries account, I had what I have to say was some, were some of the most messages and message requests that I've ever received. Some of the responses I got were, uh, someone said, counterpoint, if your bosses are out, there's no better time to pretend to work and save PTO for other times during the year. Another said, it's the best time to work. No one in the office is in the office, so you can 100% phone it in while getting paid instead of wasting PTO around the coldest, most expensive time of the year. And yet another said, get paid to watch TikTok since no one else is around. And while there's only a few responses from the 100 plus that I have in my DMs, several people have echoed these sentiments while others felt in line with my thinking. And I have to admit, I actually began to see the other side because I don't think there's a lot of truth in, in some of the statements. Is the best time to do work when your boss actually isn't around? Well, yeah. Is it nice getting paid for doing the bare minimum? I mean, yeah, sure, I can see that too. And is it sometimes nice, to, or is it sometimes absolutely miserable to travel over the holidays? You know, with flight delays, overpriced flights, and packed airport security? Yeah, it is. But still, those battle wounds from retail's past just linger with me. I asked myself several questions before responding to anyone. Don't these people enjoy a slow holiday season with their friends and family? Doesn't it depress these people to sit in an empty office knowing that everyone else is out spreading holiday cheer? Shouldn't every company just shut down during that time so people don't face the choice of either taking PTO or hating their job? And while we all know the answer to that last question, I still don't have many answers to the two that preceded it. I grew up in a small resort town where most families' livelihoods relied on holiday traffic, be it summer or winter time. This means a few things. A lot of us were required to work over the holidays, especially Christmas. It also meant that a lot of people returned home for the picturesque small-town Christmas that you'd only otherwise see in a Norman Rockwell painting. If you lived in the area, you were probably ready for the holidays to be over. But if you were coming in for a week of skiing and snow, the week couldn't last long enough. There's no perfect way to use PTO at your job. We all have different ambitions, passions, and views when it comes to how we spend our time at work. You want a holiday ski trip with the family? Have at it. You want to save those days so you can take a springtime vacation whenever everyone else is stuck in the office? Be my guest. Of course, we'd all like to work at one of those companies that takes the entire week off in between, but obviously that's not really possible given how rare that opportunity is. 
I'm very proud to tell everyone that the company that I work for, the company that I had a hand in starting, is giving every employee vacation this year from December 24th to January 2nd. And barring any unforeseen circumstances, I intend to never let that policy go away. While I was once staunch in my thinking that you should always take PTO if your company will let you, I've now begun to understand that there are benefits to working during a time when no one else wants to. I may not agree with those benefits as much as some people, but I can at least understand that the holiday seasons are better spent doing work than that no one else wants to do. But as for me, I'll be taking my family on vacation in hopes of escaping staring at a screen all day. Let's just pray that our flight doesn't get delayed, even though we all know it most definitely will. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is, most of us had very little choice, because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list really goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all my devices with ExpressVPN. If you don't know what ExpressVPN is, it's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data, and it tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, the list of people you've messaged, the sites that you've visited, and videos you've watched get tracked by tech giants who can sell your information for profit. That's the reason that I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP, all you have to do is download the app, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. I recently recommended this to a friend, and they were shocked by how easy it was and how quick it was to set up. Next thing we knew, we were just easily watching games, not a worry on our minds. And ExpressVPN does this all without slowing your connection. And that's why it's rated the number one VPN by CNET and The Verge. So stop handing your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com scaries. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com scaries to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com scaries right now to learn more. We're going to close this week's episode with a very, very special guest, one of my first ever supporters, someone that I love very much and someone that I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a long time now, my mom. Mom, welcome to the Sunday Scaries podcast. Hey, Will, thanks for having me. <laughs> Today, I'm going to ask you a little bit about how you spend your Sundays. I think I know a little bit about that, but I think overall, I want to know more. Are you ready for the first I question? I can do it. Okay. The first question, what's your ideal Sunday outfit? I feel Sunday outfit depends on what I'm doing. What if you have no nothing on your schedule that day? You're just going to hang out at the house, knock some chores out, and enjoy yourself. Sweats and a fleece that I've had since uh, 2005. That purple one? The purple one. Yeah, that that's kind of what I imagine you in whenever yeah. I think about it. Yep. I know you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. How do you take your coffee? I take my coffee with um, sweet and low. You're still on the sweet and low kick, huh? Still on the sweet and low. I've done it since uh, about, oh, let's see, about 50 years. <laughs> Just give or take 50 years? <laughs> give or take. I hope it's not bad for me. No cream? No, no, cream. no milk or anything? No milk, nothing. If you're making eggs or if you're going out for brunch, what's your ideal way to take your eggs? Poached. 
Poached? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I like poached eggs. I usually, if we go to the bistro, I order the number five, two poached eggs, sausage or bacon, whole wheat toast, and and we're good. No eggs Benedict? If it's not a special, if they haven't. What's what's your ideal brunch order if you're going out to brunch? Oh, eggs Benny. Okay. And Bloody Mary. Okay. If you're sitting around watching TV all day, what's on your TV on a Sunday afternoon? Golf. I was going to say, if you said anything but golf, I would have been absolutely surprised. Yeah, it would be golf. And who are your favorite players? Well, we know. You know. Phil. You know, I'm missing Tiger. I think Tiger is um, so big for the game. I mean, it, it was sad when he was hurt. Have you seen the videos of him taking some swings lately? No, but I heard. Yeah, he's he's looking he's looking like he's uh, on the mend and on primed for a comeback. I hope he comes back. I I think he's so good for the uh, game. I'm kind of sorry I'm not into women's golf. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of surprised really you're watched not. It. But you're just a Phil fan through and through. And you've always Phil been a fan. Phil fan. I've, now, But now he's on the senior tour, I think. No, he? he still plays in some PGA events. Oh, okay. I think that's why you have him. I, I, think you, I think you've always loved Phil, and I think he will always be your favorite golfer, even if you say someone else. I know. Yeah. There are a couple of young ones coming up. I can't think of their names, but yeah, they're kind of hot. Okay. Okay. Take it easy. <laughs> what would I find on your bedside table? I knew you'd ask me that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lamp. I have a little dish that my friend Ellen Kelly gave me years ago for my birthday, and that has some like chapstick and that kind of stuff in it. I have a picture of Ellen and I actually out in uh, Vail. I have a picture of you and Betsy. Uh huh. And I have a picture of you and Sally Ooh. at Betsy's wedding. Wow, Sally got the nod. Sally got the nod. Pretty impressive. You and Betsy's from uh, graduation. Oh, that's an old one. 2005. Yeah, Sally. Um, Sally's a very popular figure on this podcast. Whenever I have her on, I see a little spike in listens. So I think I think the people will like to hear that you have Sally's uh, Sally's photo on the bedside table. Love Sally. Are you <laughs> kidding? And our final question today: What does your ideal Sunday consist of? Okay, I've been thinking about this. I get up Sunday morning at about quarter of eight. Because I don't want to miss Sunday with Willie Geist. Oh, you're a big Willie Geist guy these days, huh? I love Willie Geist. And I make coffee. My Maxwell house, of course. Of course. And I uh, get out my Sunday Scaries mug, (laughs) because that's the only day of the week I use it. And um, make my coffee, get in front of the TV. Uh, You know the drill, the chair that I sit in. And... um, Watch Willie. Then I go into the CBS This Morning show, Jane Polly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I have to shower and get ready and go to brunch with a group of friends. That we've been doing this for several years. And uh, Little ladies who lunch? Little ladies who lunch on Sunday. No alcohol involved. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to catch up. Yeah. It's fun to have the consistency. And then uh, what? You just spend your entire afternoon watching golf? Watching go- I go home. Well, I usually do some errands, and then I'll watch some golf, or I'll play golf in the summer. Yeah, you've been big on playing on Sundays, I feel playing, like. Playing on Sundays, I love golf, even if I play bad. Um, on, a, 
on my ideal summer Sunday afternoon, I love to be in the sun, go to the beach, go to the pool, and uh, just do that for a while. Just veg out and read. And if you're trying to settle in for the night, what's your ideal Sunday dinner? I love a pot roast. Uh, I think I think uh, listeners, longtime listeners of this podcast would understand you saying that based on how often I talk about how comforting pot roast is for a, yep, a cold fall it. night. Put it, in the, put it in the oven at three, take a nap, and I'm done. I miss, I miss Sunday dinners, though, with you. Well, yeah, we used, to do, we used to do a regular Sunday dinner when I was living in Michigan where everybody would get together at pretty much every single Sunday. We, we wouldn't did. miss one. Yeah, with my family. And, but you, you moved and it fell apart. Well, that, don't <laughs> tell me that. That doesn't make me feel good. And then COVID came. Yeah, COVID probably would have stunted yeah. that either way. Well, Mom, thank you, so, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, well, thanks for having me. This has been a longtime dream of mine. Yeah, I feel kind of like Dr. Fauci on uh, the Today Show. Oh, really? You're just the <laughs> correspondent coming in? <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Mom, I love you. I love you too, Will. All right, well, let's, let's go have a day. Okay, let's do it. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode is delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at Sunday Scaries and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries, or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Will DeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. I'll see you next Sunday.